Welcome to the Metox podcast. I'm Fran Dargaville, a functional nutritionist. My home base is in Sydney, Australia, but you'll just as often find me following the sunshine and warmer weather around the world, and of course, hunting down all the best coffee shops while I'm at it. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions, and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. Hey guys, in this episode, I'm going to talk all about burnout and adrenal fatigue or HPA axis dysregulation. First up, we're going to nerd out a little bit on what adrenal fatigue and HPA axis dysregulation actually is. Then we're going to talk about how you can support your body to overcome burnout so you can get your energy back and get back to living the life you love. The reason I've been talking about burnout so much lately is because I've had some challenges myself with my health this past couple of months. I felt like I was getting hit with everything under the sun. Within five weeks, I'd had a cold, the flu, and laryngitis, which meant I completely lost my voice for two and a half weeks. None of this was anything serious, but I just felt like I was running on a hamster wheel. And every time I thought I was good to go, bam, I'd get hit with something else. If you haven't heard my story before, I've had chronic fatigue syndrome twice, once in high school and again in my early 20s. And of course, there are so many reasons why I developed chronic fatigue, but one of the key reasons is that I just kept on pushing. I was waking up really early, working hard in the gym, working in a stressful, negative environment, and all of that eventually took its toll. While chronic fatigue can be a bit of a different beast to burnout and adrenal fatigue, for a lot of people, it can start in the same way pushing hard, not getting enough downtime, stressful job or home life or some sort of stressful life event. It's really important to know that if you're struggling with burnout or fatigue, you're not stuck feeling this way. There's plenty you can do. And we're going to cover some of those key action steps in this episode. First up, I want to explain what burnout and adrenal fatigue actually is. Let's talk about burnout first. Burnout has actually been officially recognized by the World Health Organization as a syndrome caused by chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. There are three signs that you have burnout. Number one, that you're feeling depleted or exhausted. Number two, you're feeling negative or cynical about your job. Number three, you might be having trouble keeping up at work. So burnout is basically a collection of signs and symptoms which are caused by stress in the workplace. Adrenal fatigue is a term used by a lot of natural health practitioners, which generally relates to some sort of variation in the output of cortisol, which is our stress hormone. This concept of adrenal fatigue, coined by Dr. Wilson, is that when we're constantly under stress, our adrenals work overtime, producing stress hormones. And eventually, they can't keep up with the demand, and they can get worn out, and we end up with low cortisol. So instead of this actually being a problem with the adrenal glands, 
it's actually got more to do with our hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis or the HPA axis, which is our stress response system. Chris Kresser explains this really well. So I'm just going to share a snippet of what he has to say about how this works. Over time, the chronic activation of our stress response system erodes resilience and depletes metabolic reserve. Resilience is the immediate capacity of cells, tissues and organ systems to respond to changes in physiological need. Metabolic reserve refers to the long-term capacity of our body to respond to these changes. The loss of resilience and the depletion of metabolic reserve leads to changes in cortisol output, most commonly too much, but sometimes too little cortisol, and disruption of the diurnal cortisol rhythm, which is too little cortisol in the morning or too much at night, and changes in the production of other hormones and neurotransmitters related to the HPA axis, such as DHEA, melatonin, and epinephrine. As you can see, this is not simply a problem of cortisol deficiency due to weak adrenal glands. It's a syndrome characterized by a mismatch between our modern diet and lifestyle and our innate stress response system. All of these modern stressors impact the HPA axis, which in turn affects nearly every organ and system of the body, including the gut, brain, thyroid, metabolism, catabolism, and male and female reproductive system. This explains why the symptoms of HPA dysregulation are so diverse and its effects can be so devastating. So guys, that was a little bit complex, but I really like what Chris Kresser has to say about this, and I think it explains it really well. So if you need to go back and listen to that again, then you can do that. But I'm going to cover the action steps of what you can actually do about it in a minute. So if you're not too worried about what's actually going on, then that's okay. You can skip over that section. So basically, all of these stresses in our modern world, processed foods, chemicals in our cleaning products, financial pressures, the daily commute, cause stress on the body. Our body does its best to adapt, but over time, this can end in HPA axis dysregulation. And while burnout and adrenal fatigue and HPA axis dysregulation have different definitions, in many cases, they can be addressed and resolved in a similar way. So now you have an idea of what burnout, adrenal fatigue and HPA axis dysregulation actually is, how do we overcome it? Imagine an onion. I'm going to use the Shrek analogy here. Say, for example, the core of that onion is the resilient, healthy part. In order to actually get to that part, we need to start peeling away all the layers that are causing stress on the body. I'm going to cover all of those different layers to consider in order to uncover that healthy, energized version of you. But just keep in mind, this is a process. We need to start taking small, daily action steps to move us towards our health goals. Step number one is to reduce the stress in your life. The source of stress is going to be different for everyone. So what causes you the most stress in your life? Is it your job, your kids, your relationship, your financial situation? What can you do to reduce your stress? 
I'm not suggesting that you go out and quit your job or give away your kids, but maybe you can find a less stressful job or reduce your hours for a little while. Maybe you can get your partner or friend or family member to look after the kids for a little while while you go for a walk or go to a yoga class. Figuring out these sources of stress and starting to look at ways of managing them can be a bit of a lengthy process, but it's so important if you want to get back on track with your health. If you genuinely can't see any way to reduce the stress in your life, the next step is going to be crucial for you. Step number two is to learn to manage the stress better. Meditation is a great way to do this. You can download a free meditation app. I like Insight Timer and start with just five or 10 minutes a day. I'd suggest doing this first thing in the morning because you're less likely to get distracted and find an excuse. I like to just get up, go to the bathroom, have a big glass of water and sit down and meditate first thing. Often I find if I leave it till later in the day, it might not happen. The next step is to remove foods that could be causing stress on the body. In particular, I'd suggest ditching coffee and refined sugar while you support and rebuild your body. If you're kind of hooked on coffee, try and find some better alternatives that you enjoy drinking, like a high quality water processed decaf, that can be a good option, cacao, matcha, herbal tea, all these things can be great alternatives. If you're hooked on sugar, finding some snacks or treats that are still going to hit the spot can be really helpful. I really like to have some nut butter with sliced green apple, some really dark chocolate like 85 or 90% and activated nuts. The next step is to balance our blood sugar levels through food. This is going to start to rebuild your energy levels and give you more consistent energy during the day. We can do this by eating regularly. I'd suggest eating five to six small meals a day just for a couple of months while you work on supporting your body. We also want to make sure we're having plenty of healthy fats and proteins. Most clients who come to me aren't eating enough healthy fats. Okay guys, so I definitely don't encourage you to track your calories or your macros ongoing, but a good way to figure out whether you're eating enough fats and proteins is to enter your typical daily food intake into the MyFitnessPal app, and then you can check out your macronutrient ratio. So we want to be having at least 30% of your daily intake of food coming from healthy fats like avocado, olive oil, coconut oil, fatty fish, things like that. And 30% are coming from protein like eggs, fish, meat, that kind of thing. Step number five is to make sleep a priority. We really need to be aiming for eight to nine hours at least, especially when we're recovering from burnout. This is our body's opportunity to heal and restore. If you have that tired and wired feeling where you know rationally that you're exhausted, but you're too revved up to sleep, we want to start to boost your circadian rhythm. Everything we've already covered on stress management, meditation and nutrition is really going to help here. But we can also do things like get outside in the sun during the day, turn down the lights in the evening, getting things like blue blockers to reduce the impact of blue light on our circadian rhythm. The next step is rest. It's not just sleep that we need to restore. 
I really don't believe that we were designed to live these super stressful lives we're living today. So what can you do to incorporate more rest into your days? Maybe it's reading a book in the evening before you go to bed or having a lunch break outside in the sun. Whatever is going to feel good for you to help you recharge. So if you've done everything we've spoken about and you're still feeling worn out, it's really important that you start to get to the root cause. The root cause for burnout and HPA axis dysregulation could really be anything that's causing stress on your body, like inflammatory foods, poor gut health, those blood sugar imbalances we spoke about earlier. Functional testing is a great way to identify where your body might be out of balance and find the diet and supplements and lifestyle factors that are going to support your unique body. So things like food sensitivity testing, microbiome mapping, and that kind of thing can be really helpful here. If you're struggling with fatigue and any other symptoms that come along with that, like brain fog or difficulty sleeping, whether it's been going on for a while or not, I know it's frustrating and can be really challenging, but please know this. It's okay. You're going to be okay and you're going to get there. Take it easy on yourself and just start taking some small steps to get you back to feeling energized and just feeling like yourself again. And guys, I'm always happy to chat with you and answer any questions you might have. So if you have any questions about anything we've covered in this episode, send me a DM on Instagram. My handle is at Fran Dargaville and I'd be happy to help you out and have a chat with you. Have an awesome day, guys, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Metox podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to create a plan to reach your personal health goals, head to frandargaville.com and schedule your free functional nutrition strategy session. If you want to connect with me day to day, Instagram is a place to be. Follow me via my handle at frandargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.